Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Gee, I wonder what we'll talk about today. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniel is our producer today. Uh, before we get going, uh, on a somber note, uh, I, I want to uh, recognize uh, someone uh, who I had the opportunity to work with in a past life. Charles Chestnut III uh, was a county commissioner uh, among many of the things that he did in his career. Uh, he just passed away. Uh, Mr. C, as I called him back then, I was the public information officer for county government, and uh, I would often chat with him about life and what it was like for him growing up as an African-American in the South when he did. Uh, and I, many a day I would say, Mr. C, how are you? I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That's how he would answer. So uh, he'll be missed. And uh, he was terrific to me, and I wanted to make sure he was acknowledged today. Um, okay. Obviously, and i got to tell you this. I tell you when I do things poorly, and I tell you when I do things right. I'm sitting there watching the reveal yesterday. I got them all right. I guessed them all right. And here's the deal, okay? We can have a debate. Now, it's, the, the, the thing is, it's going to go away here now with 12 teams. You're not going to have this kind of debate but the question becomes to me what the committee's role is what is the committee designed to do and if you heard the chairman they thought their job was to put quote the best unquote four teams in the playoff now what does that mean Okay, They obviously thought that FSU did not belong because of its quarterback situation. So if you think the committee's job was to put the best four teams on paper in there, I get it. But as someone who was coached, as someone who... When you start the season, what, what, can you imagine this? Daniel is on my team, and Daniel buys in, along with a bunch of other dudes, that we're going to go unbeaten. And you're going to go unbeaten in a Power 5 conference, beat two SEC teams in the process, and you ain't in? Then what, what am I playing for? Why am I playing? It's wrong. But again, if you look in the committee's eyes, if, if their task was to get the, quote, best, unquote, teams in, I understand the logic. And isn't it funny, Georgia, with one loss, one, tumbles five spots. It's amazing. It really is. 
I'll, I want to get your thoughts on this. And look, I know there's some Gator fans that have no love lost the fact that FSU got hosed here. They love it. And I understand if you're a Gator fan, you know, why you would. But if you're a college sports fan, here's the other thing. Okay, I mentioned this last week. The outcome of Michigan and Iowa did not surprise me in the least. Why? Because Iowa's offense is just putrid. And Michigan's good. So the fact that they shut them out. So by the committee's standard, Iowa should never have been in that game. Okay, they had no chance. Right? So, again, does maybe we should have the conferences say, you know what, even though Iowa had the best record on that side of the ledger, because their offense is so bad, it wouldn't be the best team, so you don't play, and we'll have, I don't know, Illinois go play them, because they can score. If you told that to Iowa, they would throw you out of the room, because there's a chance you can win, small as it is, upsets happen. So that's why I have a problem with this. Not because the committee didn't do what it thinks its job was, because I do think that's what they did. But man, that's tough. And the other argument is Alabama doesn't belong. There's no way on God's green earth. Can we look back and say Alabama sucked against South Florida? Which they did. That Alabama needed a miracle on the Plains to beat Auburn. But they won the SEC championship, and the SEC just means more because they've never left out an SEC champion. And you can certainly put on the resume Alabama's flaws. I just mentioned two of them. But they won the conference. So is it fair? No. But we'll get your thoughts. By the way, the transfer portal opens officially today. And already, craziness. Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma McCord at Ohio State, Chris McClellan for Florida is in. So we're going to see more of this. Agakin has declared for the NFL draft. And I'm telling you what, back to my theory about recruiting classes. Okay? Oh, he just signed a third-ranked recruiting class. Great. What's it like a year from now? Go back to Napier's 2022 class and see where that is right now. It's starting to fall apart. And again, Florida's not the only school going to have this happen, but that's part of the evaluation process. 3928255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl, hello. Hey, Steve, I'm going to crank this thing up about this uh, college football playoffs. Yep. Steve, my opinion. Um, FSU not getting in, I can see the committee's uh, aspect of them not getting in. Steve, think about this. They struggled during the year with Jordan Travis at quarterback against teams like Boston College, Miami, and uh, you know, Louisville. That they struggled with them. And uh, 
you know, without Jordan Travis, even Clemson with Jordan Travis struggled. Alabama and struggled against against South Florida. Alabama struggled to okay. the miracle against Auburn. Let me let me finish, Steve. Um, you know, and I think FSU, you know, shot themselves in the foot at the beginning of the year too, talking about they wanted to get out of the ACC and all that stuff. And I think of uh, the committee. You know, they had ACC leadership in the committee just turned their back on Florida State. If that's if that's what happened. First of all, that person on the committee from the ACC should be fired, summarily fired. Okay, I don't care what you think of FSU. Your job on that committee is to lobby for your conference. I don't care who's in it. That's that's number one. And number two, the, the, despite the fact that FSU wanted to leave, so what? It's what you do on the field. That counts. Well, well to me... I'm telling you right now, if they had gotten the playoffs, they wouldn't have been able to compete with uh, Alabama, Texas, Washington, or Michigan. That's just how it is. I mean, um, I think their body of work is not worthy of being in the playoffs, Steve. That's just how it is. Okay. When when you leave out, and, and I want this same sentiment. See, I, I, what I was hoping for was that the SEC champion would be left out, that Florida State would get in and Alabama wouldn't, and I wonder if the phone calls would be the same. Steve, let me say this. The two best teams in the nation played in Atlanta on Saturday, Georgia and Alabama. If anybody got hosed, I think Georgia did. And, you know, they got a legitimate gripe because look at their schedule compared to Florida State's. Well, we're going to find out now when because Alabama's going to play somebody else except somebody from the SEC, so we will find out. All right, have a good day, Steve. Appreciate you, Daryl. Thank you for your call. Hey, Greg, how are you? Hey, Steve, really going to enjoy your show today. So thank you and Daniel, your producer. It's going to be a wicked good show today, as they say in Boston. Steve, the committee says their goal is to get the best football team, regardless of past seasons, victories, championships, et cetera. And I would argue, and even though it wasn't the Final Four error or the playoff error, I would I can't help but remember that 2009 team because as a diehard lifelong Gator fan, I remember the 09 team and the 95 team. Both went undefeated. And, and we know what happened in 95, but tell me there isn't a similarity here. Florida was the defending national champ. They went into Atlanta. They lost to Bama. You know, Tebow had tears on the sidelines. They mocked us. It was really brutal loss for us. But in your opinion, Steve, was that any different? Yes. With what they did yes. in Georgia? Yes, because, so? because they lost an SEC championship game. They were not the SEC champion. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's the same. I'm saying that Florida and Georgia are in the same boat. Oh, oh, yeah, oh I, I see what you're saying. It okay. right. I'm saying, yeah, it was a historic precedent in my, in my mind when Florida lost, and it was rightfully, but Bama deserved. And ever since that game, Bama's been on a tear. But my point is, is that 09 was a precedent that I think the committee had to have looked at and said, well, the same thing happened to Florida in 09. And I just feel like it's a precedent that they, that, that they took into consideration. And, as far as FSU, I'm so glad they're not in there. If they deserved to be in the Final Four, then they would have smoked us like LSU did. Or, you know, just I have no problem with that. But for the Georgia fans, the same thing happened to us, albeit it wasn't the, the Final Four. It was the BCS era. But the exact same thing happened to that 09 Gator team. And that's all I have to say. And go Gators and let the show see. Greg, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Peyton says FSU got screwed. This is not the WWE where you book the biggest drawing matches for the sake of ratings. Power 5 undefeated should get in. FSU over Texas should have been the case. Well, 
okay, Texas won its conference too. So, and and Alabama won its conference too. Uh, I get it. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Trot Kirschmar. The Jacksonville Jaguars return to Monday Night Football tonight for the first time in 12 years. They will host the Cincinnati Bengals in a game with major postseason implications. The Jags can take possession of the one seed in the AFC with a win tonight, while the Bengals desperately need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Coverage starts right here at 7.30. On to the hardwood, where Gators men's basketball is set to host Merrimack College tomorrow night. The Gators are 4-3 and three on the young season and will look to bounce back and will look to get back in the win column tomorrow after losing their last two. That game starts at 7. The boys' high school basketball season is underway with another slate of games tonight. Featured matchups include Oak Hall at Trenton, Santa Fe at Newberry, and P.K. Young at Interlochen. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmann. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi. We're in the holiday season, folks, and consider helping a really good charity here in the state of Florida, the Road Heber Boys Ranch, a place I've been telling you about for quite a while now. These boys that are at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch come from difficult home environments, and they get their lives helped by your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. They take the vehicles, fix them up, repair them, resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. And remember, your donation is a tax-deductible donation as well. So if you have a vehicle of this type, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. This is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But you know, I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So much. It's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing, makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family, and that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to Exceptional. In Exceptional Dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the, with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. When you switch to Boost Mobile, you can get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G in a pretty powerful way to get after it. Like me, Tusi, a man who fell in love with music and fell on hard times. From writing songs in my room to sitting on top of the charts. All because I made poetry out of pain and always knew I'd be on the stage singing a favorite song. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone on America's largest 5G networks. Boost Mobile. 
Get after it. New customers only. Taxes extra. One device per line. 5G not available everywhere. Other restrictions apply. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gary Wright. Good stuff. Uh, Okay. I knew I would get this argument here, so let me quickly read it here. Mark says, next weekend FSU and Bama play each other on a neutral field. If you pick the wrong team, you're pushed off a cliff. Who are you picking? Answer, not relevant. That's not what this is about. Because, again, I'm going to go back to my argument about Iowa and uh, Michigan. If that's your argument, then, then you're going to kick Iowa out too. They don't belong there. Because they couldn't score. I didn't hear anybody talk about that. So, again, is it four best teams? Liberty was undefeated. You're going to put them in there? No, because they don't play a Power 5 schedule. I'm not saying the committee had an easy decision here. Because let's say, for example, that FSU got in and Alabama didn't as the SEC champion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dakota, hello. Hey, Steve. i got a, a what-if question. I know you probably hate the what-ifs, but I'm trying to get a little more perspective on the the um, committee. Sure. Um, what if Alabama, say they lost to Auburn in that game, but they go on and win the SEC championship. They're a two-loss SEC champion. My guess is they wouldn't put them in. Can you I, – I know this is just an opinion answer, but could you tell me – do you think they would have put Alabama in, SEC champion with two losses? And if not, how do you think it would have shook up then the playoff picture? Okay, uh, first part, I don't think they would have taken Alabama as a two-loss SEC champion. And that would then put Florida State into the mix. Now, if they, if, uh, if they lost the SEC championship, who'd they lose to? Because if Georgia is the team they lost to, well, then Georgia's in. Yeah, I'm assuming Georgia, yeah. yeah then Georgia's Georgia. in. Then Georgia's in. Yeah, that, that's easy. But, right. if, but if you're telling okay. me that Alabama lost and then they beat Georgia, right, well, now you have right. a one-loss Georgia team that didn't win the conference versus a two-loss right. Alabama team that did, I don't think either of them get in. In this, where the records are, you know, everything else being equal. I got you. All right, thanks, Steve. Yes, I appreciate sir. that. Thank you, Dakota. Good, good question. Thank yep. you. Uh, Tony, hello. How you doing, Steve? Good. Question. Um, what, uh, what teams are actually eligible for the college playoffs? Every every team is eligible. So even if the G5s are eligible? Well, I mean, again, you, there's the power five teams are eligible, and then if you are good enough, right, to be ranked highly, you could, but that's not that's not ever happened. So technically, G fives are elsewhere, right? I believe that's Liberty, right. I believe that's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and you say that Liberty was undefeated, but nobody, you know, are talking about their undefeated. Record. Yeah, because their, their strength of schedule was the worst in the country. Right. So now it comes back to basically the final four is basically an invitation, not a a right to it. And I think 
I think going after after Travis got hurt, I think everybody knew that they had to prove themselves the last two weeks, and I think they didn't do that. We could say that winning is important and counts, but it's always been like that way with the BCS college football. It's basically they pick who they want to get in, and I think it happens all the time at the FCS level. There are teams that should get in, and they choose teams that don't. Would you agree on that? Mm, look, when you have a beauty contest like this, you know, I always mention this. This is with four teams. What happens in the NCAA basketball tournament? There's 68 teams, and what's the first thing they talk about on the after show? What team didn't make it? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care how many you have. There's always going to be that argument about, you know, this team deserved to be there or this team didn't. Right. And I always wonder, there's five conferences, power five conferences. What if you ever had that scenario where each conference had an undefeated team? Yeah. And who gets in? Well, again, that's when strength of schedule, that's when things like that come to fruition. Right. So I, I feel I feel bad for the FSU football players, but, you know, I think in the process they had a chance to prove themselves the last two weeks, and they didn't. Yes, they did. And I think- yes, they did. They won without their starting quarterback. And the other day they won with their third-string guy. But you say they proved it themselves that they they belong. They didn't lose. But nobody, the people voted didn't think they would belong. Well, obviously, obviously, and, and I just got through saying it's a beauty yeah. contest, right? And the, right. again, if you agree that the committee's job is to put the quote best unquote four teams out there, I understand their thinking. Okay, because right. Florida State is wounded. And when I hear the argument, oh, FSU would lose even with Jordan Travis, you don't know that. You may think it, you don't know that. Did anybody think FSU was going to beat LSU? No, they did. Anybody think FSU was going to beat Clemson? No, they did. They did They they did their jobs. So I understand why they're upset. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think, you know, if, they, if you had to pinpoint, I think the biggest thing that hurt them I think was the actual game at Florida. Not the Louisville game, but the actual game at Florida. No, I think the Louisville game killed him. 55 yards you passing. Know? Oh, God, yes. Uh, th- you're watching that game, and you're watching them complete, you know, th- to throw for 55 yards? If it's a beauty contest, that's ugly. Ugly. I, I agree, but, but FSU fans will say, well, they got the third street guy. They'll have Rodemaker back. Well, Right against Florida, make a play, so it, it looked pretty bad against them. They won the game. So that's why I, again, then if that if that's the case, don't put Alabama in because they were terrible against South Florida and needed a miracle to beat Auburn. But yeah, but they beat. Well, Florida okay, but week, FSU <laughs> use the same logic. FSU beat. No, they beat who? Louisville. Yeah, for a Louisville. conference championship. A ranked team. Louisville was a ranked team and beat him for a conference championship in a Power 5 conference. All right. Thank you, Tony. Topper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve. I'm uh, I'm coming from a little bit of a different direction here. I know that we could probably debate on whether who was right or wrong for probably the whole show, and we probably will. Um, I wanted to ask you, does this devalue with – you know, losing the Pac-12, the need for conference championships going to a, a 12-team playoff? 
No, because they've already they've already made the criteria that you know the, the conference champions, the highest ranked conference champions, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So no, it doesn't devalue it. Okay, and and do you feel that if they would have you know if 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 they would have kept out an SEC team in general, that the, the powers to be in the SEC would say it, it opens up the conversation to to break off on their own and create their own kind of playoff situation or Possibly. organization, you know, I mean, because when you look at all the teams that are in the top 13, there's one team out of it, you know, Florida state, but it's big 10 sec. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, who's controlling, you know, the, 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 the fewer ships, the dials, the dollars, it's sec and big 10 right now. And so I think there, there are other things at play when we're talking, you know, from the whole scheme of college football. Well, if that's the case, if it's about, power brokerage, if that's what you're saying to me, then just yeah. go ahead and do it. And just just go ahead, Big Ten, SEC, just go do your own thing, and then we'll see what, if, if fans like it. Because if you're going to threaten that, right. well, then do it. Because I don't want somebody, if I'm on a committee, I don't want somebody threatening me because your big, bad conference might get left out. Then go do it. Put your money where your mouth is and go do it. And I, I mean, I believe that I think it would succeed. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to do it, Steve, of course. I'm just hypothetically speaking, of course. But I think there is a there is a, a portion of of the, the, the group of people watching and listening that goes, hey, you start doing this. We're going to we're going to break off and just do it. And, and I mean, we're at 16 teams right now in the SEC start next year. You know, we're not we're not having any more divisions anymore. We're taking the two best teams in the SEC, playing them. That automatically gets a buy-in. You know, when that that loser of that game might potentially have two or three losses and wouldn't make the top twelve. I mean, do you guarantee that the top four teams from the SEC next year are going to be in the playoff? No. Right. I mean, you're thinking maybe two, if three. Right now, you have if it would have been a twelve team, you have five or six. I mean, again, how does it shake out? I, I, it's hard to envision yeah. that without knowing schedules and all of that. That's impossible. And and does, and, and last thing, I know you got to catch a break here at thirty, but is this year's discussion about putting in the best teams lining up for next year's twelve team, where they're going? We might put a three loss team in here from the SEC or the or the or the Big Ten because they're the best team, and we're not going to put in a one-loss team that didn't even play in a conference championship. And uh, we'll talk to you later, Steve. Okay, yep, thank you. Well, that again enforces my argument, right? If, once again, I want somebody on a committee to say, our task is to put the best 12 teams, four teams, eight teams, whatever it is, in there. And I think that's what the committee came out and said. So that's like I said at the top of the show, if that's the criteria that they used, I get it. I understand why the committee left FSU out. Because they felt without Jordan Travis, they were not one of the four best teams. Fair? Not fair? That's what we're debating here. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Hey, 
it's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs out of your car. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're going to drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit radiantcu.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials. But you don't need to wait for nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media to see the latest specials. Come get Social at The Social at Midtown. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's front, cooler and drier air is slowly trickling into our area. Later on this afternoon, skies becoming partly cloudy, high temperatures in the lower to mid-70s. Then tonight, partly cloudy to mostly clear skies. Low temperatures getting chilly will wake up to lows in the upper 40s and lower 50s tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 60s and low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Kevin Arlen.
Allen here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Join me and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner from Jacksonville when the AFC South leading Jaguars host the 5-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. At 8-3, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags are in the mix for the AFC's top seed and looking for a third consecutive win. Don't miss all the action on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Do it, Stevie. Songs in the key of life. Welcome back. Uh, BB says, I feel bad for both of our rivals, Florida State and Georgia. One that worked hard, improvised, difficult situation to go undefeated. The other, the one that probably would beat the hell out of the teams in the playoff more times than not. Been a strange season. Figures it would end uh, this way. Uh, Russ says, Georgia and Bama are the two best teams, period. I'm a Gator, but Georgia got ripped off. Love the show. They've destroyed college football. Commitment means nothing. Larry says, couldn't possibly agree more with the selection committee. I believe they picked the best four teams, especially impressed. The chair is the AD at an ACC school. Even he didn't believe FSU should have been included. Uh, looking at the bowl pairing, still hard for me to believe the UF is not involved in one of them. How far we have dropped and that we're no longer the least bit relevant is downright saddening to me. But he says uh, in all kinds of weather, and he says, where's the outrage that undefeated Liberty isn't included in the final four? I, I hear you. Uh, PG, hello. Hey, man. How you doing today? Good. All right, man. It's a long one, but uh, you hit the nail on the head, man. It, it's the best four teams. You know, next year, you've got a little bit more criteria in there and some, you know, some more wording that, that the conference champions are actually, well, I, I don't want to say valued, but actually get a spot. So I'm sure, I mean, obviously that counts, right? Like right now, as far as part of the criteria, but you know, like the Supreme Court said, you know, I know it when I see it. Right. Like, so, and that's about something totally different, but the best, like, what is the best? If you ask me, those four teams that are in are probably really glad George is not there. Cause I feel like, you know, they lost that game, but they were wire to wire. Number one, can't go off the other years, but what they, they almost had 30 wins in a row. They're, they're a complete team. Like Kirby said. So I think Georgia, I mean, just from the best is way ahead of FSU. I think FSU got closed. And if I was a fan, I'd be upset, but Georgia is one of the best four teams, you know, and, and it's just, it, how do you do it? So this year there's going to be controversy. My thing is, I'm going to switch it up, the portal. So the portal opens today. Uh, McClellan put his name in. Right. That, that, that one hurt, area of need at Florida. What, what's the deal, Steve? Is it the guys want to be in the portal and out of the portal by you know, the second semester here, which is January, whatever, 15th? Um, what is the window open? Two weeks? I think so. Don't hold me to that. Something like that. So this, I mean, for as a Gator fan, is huge. Like, this two weeks, I mean, I feel like everybody's going to talk about the college football playoffs, but I think the as big a news today is you're going to see names like you already have. Dylan Gabriel's back in there. I don't know how many quarterbacks are in now. Um, we're waiting on some Florida guys. I don't want to jinx it, say their names. 
But, you know, can you remember, I mean, even with the portal being here now a few years, what you anticipate this year to look like? I mean, th- did you envision or, or do you think this is going to be bigger than ever? Because I think yes. Yeah, I, and I, and this doesn't – I mean, look, Dylan Gabriel is a little surprising. McCord of Ohio State is a little surprising. Um, but sometimes you have to look at where they are in their career, what they've accomplished in their career, and do they think at the end they're going to play for a national championship. Dylan Gabriel, I mean, had a terrific year this year, right? But who would they lose at Oklahoma? Right, yeah. so he's thinking, mm, my guy's gone now. I don't have a chance to win a national championship, and if that's what I want to do, maybe I need to go into the portal. McCord went apparently because if you listen to Ryan Day, he didn't give him a one hundred percent endorsement that he would be the starter next year after what he did, at, you know, against Michigan. So he took a hike. Well, okay, that that's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of reasons why people go on the portal. Playing time, I want to play for a winner, I want a chance to play for a national championship, my coordinator left, you know, whatever. Lots of reasons. And and probably the most important one out of all that is if you go in the portal, you create options for, for dollars. So you basically, and they have advisors now, which is what they're allowed to have. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't go back. You know, but you can shop yourself, just like every AD and every coach, and you know what I mean, and you and all of us. So why would you not? I mean, I, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like I don't like it. it. Goes against everything, but it's freedom, and it actually creates opportunities for the players. So I don't see why. One, last thing, Dylan Gabriel actually numbers were better than Williams. If you look at that, Caleb, um, not different conferences and, and all that good stuff, but uh, he played really well. So you're absolutely right. So, all right. Appreciate anyway, you. Yep. Thank you, PG. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I want to get to the topic so real quick about the portal, man. Um, listen, these next couple of days are going to let us know why there's no such thing as a slow rebuild in college football, which is going to be the fatal flaw that we have made here, thinking Billy had four or five years, which is almost laughable. But we'll talk about that later on in uh, the week, Steve. Steve, with regards to the FSU thing, listen, I think the committee got it pretty good, almost spot on. I think their mistake is saying it was the four best teams. They should say it's the four best teams as well as the most deserving. Because if it's only the four best teams, Georgia's in there, okay? Slam dunk. Georgia should probably be in there, too, with the most deserving and four best teams, to be honest with you. Florida State comes up short on the four best teams. They have it on the most deserving, but they're short on the four best teams. The Florida game, the Louisville game, like you talked about, hurt them. If they put a number on Florida, put a number on Louisville, with their backup quarterback, a la Ohio State, about five or six years ago with Cardell Jones, who was their third-string quarterback, they would have been in the playoffs, but they didn't. And also, one last thing, Steve, it ends up being just desserts for Florida State as well. Back in the 90s, SEC extended them an offer of invite. Bobby Bowden was quoted as saying, we turned it down because we knew the ACC was an easier path to a championship. That's number one. Number two, only a couple years ago, ACC was one of the conferences that voted against expanding the playoffs, ironically, this season. So ACC, Florida State, you're just desserts. Open your mouth, open wide, and eat up. Take care, Steve. All right, Tony, thank you. Chris, welcome. 
Steve, those last two callers took pretty much everything I wanted to say. Um, I wanted to talk about the portal and the Final Four here. First, I think the committee got it totally right. If you look at strength of schedule, uh, Bama was sixth, Washington was eighth, uh, Texas was second, Florida fourth, by the way. Uh, Florida State 55th in strength of schedule. You cannot play Boston College and Virginia Tech and Syracuse and Duke and go undefeated and claim that you're one of the best teams. Even with Jordan Travis, I, I would argue that those five other teams would crush Florida State uh, right now with the way that program is. I, I just, I'm a Gator fan. I'm not objective, but um, I watch a ton of college football and you know, they, they're getting what they deserve. They've had multiple opportunities to level up and they've chosen this path. And this is what it gets you. Um, it's sad for those players, but um, I think this is more than just about Jordan Travis being out. What do you mean by um, they had chances to level up? What does that mean? They've had chances to come to the SEC, and they didn't want to. They wanted to continue in this uh, ACC league. And so, you know, no one's making the argument that Liberty should be in the Final Four. Why? Because they don't play the strength of schedule that these other teams do. You know, you can't be 55th in strength of schedule when the teams that are in the Final four are all top ten strength of schedule. It just that completely negates your argument um, that 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 they're deserving of the four best teams. So I think the committee got it right. Um, Steve, I wanted to talk a little bit about the portal. Um, I know that lots of players leave for lots of different reasons. It's it's the world we live in right now. But um, do you think we'll be able to read? Um, I think you mentioned early in the show that we've lost nine of. Billy's first class already, nine of the 22. Um, no real huge losses yet, except for McClellan and Douglas. I think that hurts us a little bit. Um, but if we start to lose 2023 kids, um, are we going to be able to like pull a narrative from where the program kind of is right now? Uh, I, we can't all chalk it up to just this is the day and age we're in. I mean, is there going to be, like, let's say ETN leaves, um, Losing uh, Sean Spencer, firing Sean Spencer, he immediately gets hired by Texas A&M. Um, are we going to be able to look at the last couple of years and say um, that this slow rebuild um, is hurting us? I, w- I want your opinion on that. Um, it, it just as, depends, Chris, because yeah. w- what's missing in this is what you get in the portal. See, that that's right. the missing link here that no yeah. one knows until you see it. And, and who you hire to replace those fired coaches. I think uh, that to a degree, yes, a to yeah. a degree. But again, how many people know defensive line coaches? Name, name me. Charlie Partridge. Uh, I mean, uh, in a pear tree. Okay, but you get where I'm <laughs> yeah. going, right? So yeah. when somebody says, uh, okay, Florida hired, you know, Daniel Haviv as the defensive line coach, and he, and he comes from Syracuse. Huh? Huh? Well, maybe he's really a good coach. He just didn't. I mean, so, again, you have to wait. You're not going to go out and hire Bill Parcells here, okay? But you want to hire somebody that you think is going to do a good job and hopefully can recruit. So let the man do his job. Steve, after the portal thing is over and we can kind of look at the first two years, um, I looked at this the spending from the athletic department on football alone. And we're, we're, when you look at recruiting and what we spend, we're in the bottom half of the SEC in spending comparatively. Um, do we need to adjust our expectations about Gator uh, as Gator fans when the stated goal is we want to win championships, 
but we're not spending money like the big dogs. Is that going to come back to bite us? And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Okay, Thanks, Steve. thank you. Uh, yes, I mean, I think at some juncture that matters. Is it the X factor? In other words, is Florida not going to win because of that? And let's say a Georgia spends more, and they do. If they're spending the money on player acquisition and Georgia gets studs and Florida can't get studs because they don't have enough money, could that affect it? Sure. The, the, the problem now, ladies and gentlemen, as college football fans, here's the thing. What the hell is going on? That's just how this is now. There's so many things that are poking and prodding and changing, and it's so fast, and it's happened so quickly, everybody's head's spinning. And it's just hard to get a grasp on what's going on. And that's the, just the, that's the truth. From a fan, from media, from players, heck, coaches. Not easy today. 1247, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Monday Night Football is back. The 5-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals travel to, travel to Jacksonville to take on the 8-3 and three Jaguars. Kickoff coverage starts right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, Gator Gymnastics Hype Night is tonight in the O-Dome. The 2024 team will be showcasing their talent, showing full and partial routines scored by guest judges. The Gator Gymnasts will sign autographs after the event. And there's some high school hoops to catch today. On the boys' side, O'Call faces Trenton. P.K. Young plays Interlochen, Santa Fe takes on Newberry, and Meadowbrook Academy plays Countryside Christian. For the girls, Williston takes on North Marion, Chiefland plays O'Call, Fort White faces Bell, and Bradford will play Swanee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. With the holidays here, we're all looking for ways to save money. And Florida healthcare workers, I have a great place for you to do that. The place I've done my banking at for over 30 years, FICARE, Federal Credit Union. You can start a new money CD that pays 5.35% annual percentage rate with a $10,000 minimum deposit. Or how about starting a new checking account that pays a 5% annual percentage rate? Start saving today with a Christmas Club savings account to help soften the blow to your checkbook at the end of the year after you're buying all those holiday presents. That's all from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. 
careful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Make your money go farther this holiday at International Diamond Center. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators. This Christmas, IDC has the price relief you deserve and 0% interest financing for 48 months, four whole years. That's right. Now through December 12th, you can spread your pay Payments over four years with zero finance charges. How about a $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings for just $84 a month? You can even finance the sales tax. Also, take advantage of lower prices on thousands of exquisite pieces of jewelry. How about a $6,000 diamond eternity band or pendant and pay just $125 a month? Zero interest. Ask about special offers on luxury pre-owned Rolex watches too. Make it a Christmas to remember with something special, something timeless, and something meaningful. Get fantastic savings and four years zero interest financing now through December 12th. International Diamond Center. Get more info now at shopidc.com on approved credit. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Lee says FSU has no business in the Final Four, even with Travis. They would have gotten smoked by all five of the contenders for those Final Four spots. You don't know that. I mean, you can think that, and you're entitled to the opinion. And here's what I love. FSU's had repeated chances to step up to the SEC and turned it down. That has no criteria here. Is is the committee going to say, you know, FSU, you're not in because you turned down the SEC. Therefore, you ain't in this. And FSU has won national championships being in the ACC. So the fact that they were in the ACC did help them. And who knows what they would have done had they been in the SEC. But that, to me, is a moot point. Um, he says, George is the only team that has an argument to be one of the four best. But who do you take out at that point? Michigan for playing in a weak Big Ten. Uh, Allen disagrees with me. Conference championships aren't based on the same criteria as the national title playoffs, so the Iowa comparison is apples to oranges. No, it's not. My only point is this. If you're telling me that somebody doesn't deserve to be there because they're not one of the best teams, then if you want the two best teams in a conference championship, then Iowa shouldn't have been there because they weren't the second best team in the Big Ten. They happen to play in a weaker division, 
But so they should, if, you, if you're using the criteria the committee used, that's all my only point. They wouldn't have been in there. FSU isn't the only undefeated team to be left out of the national title hunt. Liberty's undefeated. Oh, stop. Stop. Okay, don't, anybody uses that argument, stop. Okay, their strength of schedule is dead last. But he says the system stinks. There are six and seven teams I think are deserving of the playoffs. I'd love to see Oregon, Georgia, FSU, Ohio State in the playoffs. Thank goodness the four-team model ends this year. <laughs> That's, that does help. All right, where am I going here, uh, Daniel? Who's my first caller here waiting the longest? Uh, all right, let's get to Big Al. He's first. Big Al, hello. How's it going, Steve? Hey. You know, I think you're right about apples and oranges. Because when I think the problem that the selection committee had was when they decided to become an orange and step away from what everybody else does and just choose the best four teams. And I'm assuming they did that because they wanted more competitive playoff games. Sure. Yep. But, you know, as soon as you do that, then what you're saying is no matter what you earn on the field, that doesn't matter. If we think somebody else is better, we'll pick them. And that just doesn't work. I mean, that just wouldn't work. I mean, you know, I think about what what if, you, if somebody had said, well, look, you know, Buholz really isn't the best. You know, if I have somebody else better that we're going to put in place. I mean, it just doesn't work. The other problem they had is that now they decided, okay, it's power five, but, you know, the ACC we consider to be the, you know, not not as good as everybody else. Which, you know, I mean, how do you do that? It's, the it's subjective. Third problem I see with third, yeah, but what? Well, right, 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 right. Instead of objective, it's subjective. The other problem that I have is that you've more or less said that even though we we say next man up or we it's a team effort, what they're actually saying is that well, that one man costs you. You're not as good as everybody else because that one person was who your team is, and that's not the case. Their team stepped up when they had that. Now, I'm a Gator fan, and I really don't want them in the playoffs anyway. Whatever their reason, but it still, it, it's just not fair, and I think it's not fair because they stepped away from earning it. To we'll pick who we think is better. All right, thank you. Do, you. do you not agree with that? Uh, I, like I said earlier, I, I see why the committee did what it did because they don't think FSU was now one of the best four teams because of the quarterback. So I, I get it. Thank you for your call, Don. Hello. Hey, Steve. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay, yes, sir. Hey, uh, real quick, I, I agree with the, the, the four pick, you know, maybe throw Georgia somewhere in there. But I think where the committee created this problem was a week ago after the Florida FSU game, they put FSU at number four. If they really thought they weren't one of the top four, maybe five teams, they should have had them at five, six, or seven. Then they would have the, the almost the out like they did and put Texas and, and obviously the SEC champion Alabama in the mix. They they laid the bed with this when they put them at number four. FSU's mind is we go out and win our ACC championship, we're undefeated, we're in. That That's where the problem is. You stole my thunder for the second hour because that's exactly <laughs> correct. No, no, no. Uh, I give you credit. That's exactly the case because people forget Florida State was in the top four even with a lackluster showing offensively against Florida. They were in the top four. Okay, now, what changed that? Alabama. That changed it. That's right. Because they are the SEC champs, 
and that changed it. If Georgia, if Georgia would have won, you think FSU would have been four? Yes, you do? I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay, and I and I don't, yeah, I don't agree or disagree. I just think again, we we agree on this. So they they did it to themselves. If they believe they weren't the top four team, they should have had them sitting there at number five, with maybe an opportunity to be in the, in the four. But when you put them at four, FSU's mindset was we got to win and we're in, and obviously they didn't. All right, thank you for your call, Don. Pat, hello. Hi, Steve. Enjoy your show. I basically was calling the last guy kind of said what I was going to say. I was shocked when after the Florida game, they left FSU at four, and then particularly even after the Louisville game, after that very poor offensive showing. And I thought they should have at least dropped down to five or six because now, as many others have said, I think any of the four teams in there can beat FSU. And I think they did get the best four teams argument. Georgia, OSU definitely need more than a four-team playoff. And I do go back to what a former caller said. The SEC with 14 teams. Do you think any of those, I mean, it's pure speculation, but given that many of the teams have strong programs, do you think there's any chance that there's going to be an undefeated SEC team? Yeah, and sure, there'll be a chance. Format, what does that mean? As someone else said, they may have two losses. Well, if you get two or three strong teams on your schedule, how are we going to handle that with this kind of a playoff? Well, we're going to find out. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Hour two coming up. Still plenty of time to hear from you. Great topics today. Great stuff from you today. As you listen to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for hour two. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. 
The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials. But you don't need to wait for nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media to see the latest specials. Come get Social at The Social at Midtown. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Soon, it will be time to make important decisions about your Medicare prescription drug coverage. Shine counselors provide free, unbiased help in selecting a Medicare Part D or Advantage plan. If you have questions, Shine can guide you through the enrollment period ending December 15th. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of general tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of general tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Daniel Haviv, our producer today. Really, I, I, I'm going to continue this into tomorrow because there's going to be no way I'm going to get to all the emails and all the calls today. This is a fascinating subject. Um, but I want to throw two things out. I gave you my little soliloquy in hour one. I fully suspected that there would be an anti-FSU pro-SEC bias here. Okay? And especially anti-FSU. Their strength of schedule is only 55th. Uh, they played a terrible conference. Uh, okay. Uh, they are. Their strength of schedule is 55th then why did the committee have them at number four, given their strength of schedule? Why? If their strength of schedule was so bad, why were they in the top four before they played Louisville? Number two, do you really believe in your heart of hearts? Georgia is ranked number one, and they play Georgia Tech and Carson Beck isn't playing. And Georgia wins, I don't know, 24 to 10. And Carson Beck doesn't play in the SEC championship game. And then they win, I don't know, 17 to 10. They're going to leave them out? They're going to leave them out? Are they going to leave out an undefeated? SEC champion 
that doesn't have their starting quarterback. If you tell me yes, you better tell me that with a straight face because there's no way in hell that happens. And then the other point I'm going to make, and nobody's made this and I was waiting, who's the number one seed in this thing? Who? A team that cheated. A team that had to that had to put its coach in mothballs because of what they did. And yet the committee didn't see that as any kind of an advantage. So please don't stop when you're telling me FSU doesn't deserve to be there and all that stuff because they deserve to be there just as much as Michigan does because FSU didn't cheat, at least not that we know of. Michigan did, and their coach had to sit in his fanny and couldn't coach because of it. But that's okay. Just saying. Swamp Train, hello. Steve, you sound like the dean yourself just then, my man. <laughs> hey, I agree 100% with you, buddy. I, I think FSU should have been in there. But I'm a Gator, you know what I mean? I, I don't wish bad on anybody, but there's a lot of Gator fans tap dancing and laughing. Sure. I'll tell you that much right yep. now. Yep. But uh, hypothetically, Steve, I want to go real quick. Like, I ain't going to hold you up. I just got back in my truck, so I'm unsure if anybody asked you this, but it's been puzzling. Um, let's say all the four teams that the committee chose okay. was undefeated, even Florida State. Do you think that Florida State still get in with everybody being undefeated? And if so, what would be your four picks if all the teams are undefeated? And I take it off, Emma, man. Okay, thank you. Boy, that's hard. Remember, the committee had FSU fourth. So let's say Jordan Tra- if you're telling me Jordan Travis is healthy now, okay, then if they have Jordan Travis and they're and they're and they win, I don't know, you know, thirty five to twenty. Are they in? Yeah, they're in. They gotta be in. And if you're if you're telling me now what who I would leave out, that's a great question. Because again, if if you're gonna tell me the team you'd leave out is the SEC. Because the SEC champion would have a loss. Or maybe two. Michigan hasn't lost. Washington hasn't lost. Texas has, but once. So do you leave that conference's champion out and put the SEC in after Texas beat Alabama? I'm telling you, the committee didn't have an easy job. That's for sure. Andrew, hello. Yes, Steve. Um, that 13-man or woman committee uh, certainly does have a challenge, uh, in, but that's what they signed up for. That's true. I really, yeah, I really feel that the style in which some of the teams play and the different situations that they find themselves in over the course of a football season are looked at, maybe not discussed, but looked at. One point is during FSU season with their quarterback, with the first string Travis, uh, uh, Jordan Travis, they lost a whole quarter, the first quarter to a three and eight UNA lion team 
13 to nothing. They gave up two passes for touchdown. I just don't think this is the kind of style that those committee members are looking for in the final four. Okay, then then I'll counter that. I'll counter that by Mm -hmm. saying then the committee better look at what Alabama did against USF. They were Mm -hmm. horrible. Horrible. And how about. Well, I don't know. What do you say to that? I say that that what they did at the end of the season. Oh, now it's the end of the season. I see. Okay. So now it's when you do it. You know, the trajectory. Yeah, when. Right. Okay. When uh, the other thing, just one other thing. Also, with FSU, they had, you know, a little trouble with Louisville. And the week prior, Louisville lost to what is considered an average Kentucky team. Did Alabama have trouble so? with Auburn? What was Auburn's record? Alabama should have lost the game oh, to Auburn. That's my point. You're making my point. So if you're giving me all these things, Alabama lost, almost lost to a 6-6 six and six team. Yeah, but uh, like with the 13-person committee, how are we to know how they were influenced or if they were influenced by these particular things that we're well, bringing up? We don't know that, obviously. that whatever the, whatever the chairman says, which is what he said yesterday, that's how you know. Okay, Steve. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Ed, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, it, it sounds like... Uh, since well, uh, the committee chair, who happens to be an ACC member, yep. said they they put heavy, heavy, heavy stock on the fact that Travis was hurt, right? Uh, uh, and probably rightfully so, because it was obvious in in the two games after that that their their offense really fell off. So I think they got it right. I think it's Texas over Georgia only because Texas beat Bama, and you know. It, you know, to be honest, it, it's so convoluted. I'm not sure. Exactly then, then why what is I would have Georgia done. below FSU? Is George, would I put Georgia below? No. FSU? Why is Georgia below FSU? That I can't tell you. Yeah. So, what sense does that? <laughs> if you want to go down that road, right? Then, if if you're if you're so worried about Jordan Travis, then why isn't a one loss Georgia team ranked ahead of FSU? Man, they should have been. I, that's. The point that you led off the hour with, I think, is spot on. They should have never have been fourth after after our game, and uh, uh, maybe even after the North Alabama game. If they, it, as soon as he got hurt, if they were going to go by their own criteria, then that changed their ranking at that point, and it didn't happen. So, I guess in one sense, they have only some to blame. But I don't know how big of a controversy it is because of Travis's injury. I think most people think. Maybe it wouldn't. It shouldn't be FSU. Maybe Georgia. Uh, I'm not sure how the Ohio State fans are, are feeling, but they lost a head-to-head with a team that's in there. So uh, I'm happy the way it worked out, but uh, I don't know if, if I would have wanted to be on that committee this particular year. And next year we got 12. So isn't that going to be a lot better? All right. <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate the call. Jim says ecstatic that both FSU and Georgia got hosed. I think Alabama will beat Michigan. Texas will beat Washington, bring us one of the best rematches in history. I think FSU will upset Georgia, making the choice to leave them out. A bigger topic of conversation. As always, love the show. Thank you. Uh, Drew says, 100% agree if Georgia beats Alabama, FSU's in. 
No way they were leaving a one-loss SEC champ who beat the reigning two-time national champs who went wire to wire, number one in the regular year, out of the playoffs. Then you had Texas, who was the head-to-head with Alabama, and a one-loss conference champ, so they were pretty much a package deal. But if Georgia knocks off Bama, Alabama's out, which makes it infinitely easier to keep Texas out and put FSU in. We'll never really know. That is certainly true. Matt, hello. Uh, I don't think Florida State's going to be able to field a roster for the uh, – <laughs> I'd be willing to bet most of their guys probably opt out of the bowl game, but I could be wrong. Steve, I, I don't think there's any right answer to any of this. We could argue it, but, Steve, how good are these four games? Or how good are these two games? I mean, Michigan and Alabama, I mean, that's about as good as you're going to get. Uh, Texas and – I mean, have we talked about this? I mean, what do we feel? I mean – from just a matchup perspective, you could have put Georgia in there maybe against Washington. That would have been good instead of Texas. But I'm telling you, I couldn't be more happy, and I cannot wait to sit on my couch all day on January 1st. Talk to you later. Thank you. And, and what if those games are blowouts? What if those games are blowouts? I mean, what's Michigan won? Michigan's been in the playoff. What have they done? Not much. So we'll see. This time around. Lewis, quickly, hello. Hey, uh, Steve, thank you. Two questions. Um, what is there a fix to this issue that we, we're dealing with today in terms of a, a, a no-loss team and the team that won their uh, conference and, and yet they don't get selected? Is there a fix uh, for this kind of thing so that we, we stay objective instead of subjective uh, in, in terms of who gets in, who doesn't get in? Then my second question is, I know Florida's losing – some of their players, uh, but I haven't heard of any NIL money being spent on any Florida players. Is there anybody there now receiving NIL money? Oh, of course, yes. Many, many, many players are receiving NIL money. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, so that, that means he's got a source to go get who he wants. It's not uh, unlimited, but yes. yes. You say not what now? It's not unlimited money, but yes. And other schools have okay, more money that they spend on, on NIL than Florida does, but there's money there, yes. Okay, well, then he has the, the you know the capabilities of getting people to replace some of these people who are leaving. Uh, but is there a fix to this, this problem of the championship uh, selection? Yes, it's called 12 teams. Okay, That's the then fix. we shouldn't see this issue next year. I mean, look, like I've always said, Lewis, 68 teams in the NCAA basketball field, and there's always controversy about who should have been in and who should be out. So there's going to be controversy about, you know, number 13 should be in as number 12. Is number 12 too low? Why why is this team number eight if they beat number one? I mean, there's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. You know, but I guess I'm old school. A win is a win no matter how you beat the team. And if you don't beat them by 100 points, I mean, that shouldn't take away from the fact that you went undefeated and you won your conference. Florida State got robbed, in my opinion. All right. Lewis, thank you for your call. Uh, Andrew says it's simple. FSU should declare themselves champions like, like UCF. Do you think the committee wants to see FSU get killed by Georgia? Uh, no. I don't, think, I don't think they care. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Monday Night Football is back. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. 
The Jags have won seven of their last eight games, while the Bengals are on a three-game losing streak. Catch coverage right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, Gator Gymnastics Hype Night is tonight in the O-Dome. The 2024 team will be showcasing their talent, showing full and partial routines scored by guest judges. Also in the O-Dome, Gator Men's Basketball hosts Merrimack College tomorrow night at 7. The Gators are coming off of a loss against Wake Forest and hope to regain some momentum tomorrow. In high school football, Bradford, Hawthorne, and Trinity Catholic have all made the state championship in their respective classes. They'll be in action on Thursday and Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, a place that's been in business here for 40-plus years, and the Cousins family has owned and operated that business from the first day it opened its doors. And on that first day... They specialized in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best and late model low mileage vehicles. And all these years later, they're still providing that for you. I have driven a vehicle from Southeast Car Agency for a very long time. And I got to honestly tell you, every one of them has been great for me, lasted me a long time, great selection to choose from, wide variety, and never was tried to be pushed into buying a vehicle. The sales staff's always there to help you, but they never try to hard sell you. They work with you to try to get you the vehicle you want at the price point you're looking to pay. And that's why, because of their selection and variety, it's a great place to shop. You can also do that online, secars.com. When you go see them in person, though, you got to tell them. Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now and make 2024 the year you are back to living a normal life again. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients around the country, people who had knee and back pain, shoulder pain, who were able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here, regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds as well. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550. All right, team, Spurs Gridiron Grill gift cards, 20% off on one, ready, set, go. Score big with the Gator fans on your list this holiday season. Spurrier's gift cards are available for food, drinks, or merchandise. Pick one up and save 20%. Stop by Spurrier's in Celebration Point or go to Spurrier's.com and send an e-card with a few quick clicks. Use code GC20 and get 20% off. Receiving a Spurrier's gift gift card will have any Gator fan cheering like it's 1996. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25% and buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. Coming up at 4, it's the Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. 
right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, I hear um, about FSU's schedule, and I get that, 55th-ranked schedule, and I totally get that. Uh, however, they were 2-0 and against the Big Bad SEC. Just saying. Mike, hello. Yeah, hi, Steve. Uh, I think this should have been foreseen by the committee before the season began. You know you're going to have five championship teams Vying for four spots, that's a square peg in a round hole situation. So the only way I see it that that could have been resolved before the season would be to make that all five get in the playoff and four plays five as a, as a play-in game, and then you've got your four teams for this season only, obviously. Well, you can't do that. There's, there's no way. No, not now it, you can. Well, you couldn't do that before the season started. Why? Why? Because you've got, you know you're going to have five people vying for four spots. You don't know so that. somebody's got... How do you know that? Well, you do know that. No, you, you don't do know that because you've got because you've got five power conferences. They're all going to have a champion. Well, a champion, right? But if if the champion of the conference goes nine and three, I'm not saying that's bad. But just because you're a con- be. now, just because you're a conference champion, go ahead. That, that, that's the one criteria that they're using. All five nominated teams were going to be conference championships. That's ne- that's when the twelve team playoff. That, that's the automatic. Yes. I I understand that. I understand that. But this year, of the five teams that were vying for the four spots, they were all conference champions. You're not going to change the format for one year, period. Well, they could have done before the year began. They're not going to change it. They're not, Mike, they're not going to get that. There's there's certain things in life that are, that they're not doing that. But what an idiotic scheme to start the year off with when you know you're going to have five teams You don't know that. You don't know that, and that's the way it's been forever. How can you not know that when the five teams are all conference champions? Mike, I'm just telling you, okay? Nice idea, right? So was Silly Putty, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But li- listen to all these silly arguments that they knew were going to happen because okay. one one conference champion was not going to get in. Though that was preordained. Right, that's correct. And now, and now you know you've got a job for a week sorting out all these silly arguments when it was it wasn't necessary. All right, thank you for your call, uh, Bernard. Hello. Uh, Merry Christmas, Steve. Early Christmas. <laughs> Same present, to you. Uh, Alabama twenty-seven, Georgia twenty-four. I'm just so happy and excited that George is not one of the team. See, this thing here to me, it started to go bad Friday. I guess they got this thing. That's why you play the game. Many of the so-called pundits predict the Oregon was going to wipe the floor with Washington and Bo Nix was going to win the Heisman. That didn't happen. Then the last game of the year, Steve, I really feel bad for the Florida State players, the team, and also – I think the committees feel like they're doing what they've been tasked to do. So, you know, and I probably being on that committee is a thankless job. Do you know Saturday night that committee was sitting there watching that game saying, come on, Louisville. You know, they didn't want to have to deal with this issue early Sunday morning. If Louisville didn't 
I blame put all the responsibility, Steve, on Louisville. If Louisville had beat a defeated uh, Florida State, you, wouldn't, you you know you know that committee was really pulling hard for Louisville to beat Florida State on Saturday night. And do you agree or disagree? I don't think the committee polls for anybody. I think they just they take what's given to them, and then they. I mean, would that have made? I think they understood if that happened. That would certainly make their job easier. Yes. Are they pulling for somebody? No, they're not pulling for anybody. So, Steve, and also, I think that, you know, stuff, you know, people can, some people like it, some people don't. I know you you, see, you have a problem with it. Their thinking is, you know, uh, everybody has an opinion. That, and it's true that although they are undefeated, you know, they have a, a clear, they're a hurdle. Florida State is not, unfortunately, because of Jordan Travis getting hurt, that's not the same football team when, uh, you know, you well, you score one touchdown and have to kick three field goals, but still they won the game. So, you know, again, it's, it's a tough situation to be in. Uh, and that fast forward to the new year, 12 team. Steve, what's going to happen when a 10 and 2 SEC team gets in over undefeated up power five team or uh, one loss. We're going to be right back again. And someone was not treated fairly. Someone got robbed. Steve, you have a great day. Yep, you too. Bob, hello. Hey, Steve. A lot of my points are kind of already been discussed, but I think the Gator fans that call in, and I'm, I'm as big a Gator fan as anybody out there. It's such a loser mentality to bang on FSU. Like, if that happens, like, it, it's totally ridiculous. And these guys are smart guys on the committee. I believe that. But I don't believe for a second. They're human beings, and they followed the money. They follow. It's, and Reese even asked Boo Corgan this right after they announced the team, that how much did that have to do with it? And the follow the money goes all through the ESPN talking edge. And I know you're not a big grassy old guy, but I am. And when you're dealing with human beings, I don't believe for a second. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't be and really say, yes, I'm going to really consider Florida State, even though I've been a Gator fan my whole life. I'm really going to do it. They're humans. And Unfortunately, Bob, your phone is not human. Uh, Vic, we're all loving FSU not getting in, but when it changes to a 12-team playoff, the chances FSU gets in year in and year out are much greater being in that awful conference of theirs again 2-0 against the SEC I will say that Um, Mike says their strength of schedule was 55th nothing to complain about not even a top 10 team without Travis well yes they are yes they are they are a top 10 team right now nobody's beaten them therefore they are a top 10 team Stephen Florida couldn't even make one of 42 bowls this year that's what I'm outraged at did Florida have enough talent to be one of the top 84 teams this year in your opinion uh, talent. I mean, the results speak for themselves, Stephen. Sometimes talent, I mean, you have to have talent, but sometimes even with talent, you don't win. Something happens. Somebody gets hurt. I mean, look what happened to FSU, right? Todd says that FSU have a great season, but let's be real, needing four quarters to beat a 5-6 and six Florida team, running through the ACC, finishing 12-0 and with the 55th week of schedule. Playing a conference championship against 16, Louisville only scoring one touchdown. Does it make Florida State deserving or being comparable to any other team? Um, who do you think is one of the four best teams in the nation? Who would they beat? Texas, Michigan, Washington, Georgia, 
Alabama. We don't know. That's what upsets are. That's the beauty of sport, right? Did the 69 Mets have any right to beat the Baltimore Orioles that year? No, but they did. Did the Texas Rangers, anybody pick the Texas Rangers to win the World Series? Raise your hand if you did, because you sure as hell didn't, okay? Yet they won it. That's what you, you play. Things happen when you play head-to-head. The best team always doesn't win. That is the beauty of sport. There's a lot of Gator fans who are jealous right now of what Florida State's doing. Simple as that. And I get it, right? And I'm sure it goes the opposite way when Florida goes well and FSU doesn't. But I'm going back to my two arguments, right? A, if the committee thought FSU was flawed, then why didn't they move them down after the Florida game? That's what they should have done. That would have sent a clear message at that point that before the conference championship game, we think this is flawed. But they didn't do that. That's what cost them credibility. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them, too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you the famous Mushroom Swiss Burgers back at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries for the holidays. It is delicious. Add some fresh hot fries, a delicious milkshake. You've 
got a meal. Other great menu options, too. Everything's fresh. Just come drive through Monday through Sunday, eat on the patio, or order ahead for pickup at DickMondell's.com. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's gift cards for family and friends, the perfect gift for everybody on your list. Dick Mondell's, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. To kids from 1 to 92, although it's been said many times, many ways, stay safe on the water, boaters old and new. Whether you're a seasoned boater or just getting your sea legs, life jackets save lives. Choose from vests or easy-to-wear inflatables. No matter what life jacket you wear, you'll be able to enjoy the holidays on the beautiful Florida waters. Happy holidays from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for more information. Tina, I need your help. Gym is just so hard to shop for. This happens every holiday season. Shopping for Rick used to be tough until he told me about Electronics World. Electronics World? Yep, that's where I go to find everything that Rick wants. All the smart electronics to make our life simple we got at EW. Smart electronics? Yes, everything from big screens to home theater, whole home sound to custom shades, our surveillance system and more. With one app to control and monitor it all. To find out more, visit electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's front, cooler and drier air is slowly trickling into our area. Later on this afternoon, skies becoming partly cloudy, high temperatures in the lower to mid-70s. Then tonight, partly cloudy to mostly clear skies. Low temperatures getting chilly will wake up to lows in the upper 40s and lower 50s tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 60s and low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! I want to give you credit, but credit where credit is due. Like, what's the accomplishment? You beat Seattle. Dak played well. Absolutely. They got four games coming up. We're going to find out exactly who they are. But even then, I'm still going to wait till January. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Let me just add a little more wood to the fire here about Michigan, okay? How many of you have either emailed me, called me today, and said to me about Florida State and their terrible schedule, the ACC so bad? Right? Let's go over Michigan's schedule, shall we? Okay. Beginning their season against the East Carolina Pirates, then playing UNLV, followed by Bowling Green and Rutgers, an absolute murderer's row of a schedule. Then they played Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, and Michigan State. Let's see. Is there a ranked team among those? Uh, no, there is not. In fact, go look at the records of those teams, and you will see they are abysmal. After an off week, they play Purdue, then play Penn State, then Maryland, then Ohio State, and then Iowa. Three ranked teams. FSU schedule. 
LSU was ranked when they played them. Duke was ranked when they played them. And I'm not sure if Clemson was or not, but Clemson ended up being ranked. So, hello? Michigan's the number one seed with that schedule. Anybody talk about their strength of schedule? It sucked. But nobody complained about that. Just saying. Bob, hello. Hey, sorry. I, I, yep, go ahead. Phone. I don't know where I got knocked off, but I was basically feeling like, you know, as a Gator fan and the Gator fans that call in, it's kind of a loser mentality to bang on FSU. I mean, I get it, but I think it's a travesty they were left out. Some of the points were art. All right, Bob, I got to let you go. Um, Cole, hello. Steve, I, I, I love it. As a Gator fan, your last point about the scheduling, please give Florida fans the business because they deserve it. Some of these calls that I'm listening to today are just they're laughable at, at best. So I want to circle back to a point you made about Florida State earlier about whether or not they deserve, earn, deserve the right to be in the college football playoff. Florida State earned the right, period, end of story. And Florida fans saying Bama or Georgia would have drummed Florida State, you don't know it because you can't prove it. So – I'm going to give you my last thought, and I'll take your comments off the air. My feeling is now with NIL money, the amount of money that's being paid to college players, the college football committee is boldly making a statement and saying we are in part, if not majority, making our decisions based on which programs are going to generate the biggest ratings and the most revenue for college football. And I'll take your comments off the air. Okay, thank you, Cole. I don't know that they go to – in the weeds like that, Cole. But I think when you heard the comments that they made, they, in their mind, picked the four best teams that would offer, hopefully, competitive games, which translates to dollars. Yes. Lou, hello. Yeah, hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Uh, To the guy who called about conference championships, five champions for four spots, I believe that conference champion is only a consideration, not a criteria. Now, should it be a criteria? I think so. But if you remember Georgia's championship two years ago, they lost in the SEC championship game only to win a national title. And a few years before that, Alabama didn't even appear in the SEC championship game only to win a national championship. So maybe it'll be a criteria going forward. It is. But it I is. I do, I do not believe it has been up to this point. No. It, it, it's going to include the six highest-ranked conference champions. They'll receive fine. automatic as, bids. But as of now, it, it's meaningless. Correct. Well, it's not meaningless, but it's, it's not, not necessary. It's not a criteria. It's a consideration. Yes. And strength of schedule arguments, sometimes schedules look very difficult prior to the season. And how they shake out may not be under a team's control. Oh, it's not. It's not <laughs> well, under a team's control, ever. That's, what, that's why I'm not, I wouldn't argue that 55th or whatever, because UF had a schedule that looked very difficult going into the season. And other than probably Georgia being like we thought they would be, Missouri was better, of course. Uh, LSU was probably about the same, and maybe FSU was a little better. But Kentucky was probably not as good. Tennessee was not as good. South Carolina was clearly not as good. Arkansas was not as good. So the schedules, you never know how they're going to shake out. They may look tough in the beginning. They may shake out completely different by season's end. All right. Appreciate you, Lou. Thank you for your call. David, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. You were talking about Michigan, and uh, I agree with you, and I think that has been talked about, their pitiful schedule. 
you know what bothers me about Michigan being included is they cheated. They blatantly right. cheated. Right. They were they were caught cheating. Yep. And they were still put in there. Steve, we both know what that's about. That's about all those TV sets that are going to be on watching Michigan. And I think that's a bigger shame than anything that uh, Florida State, if they had not lost Jordan Travis, would have been one of the four teams. I don't think anybody doubts that. Uh, but you know who I think really has the biggest argument is Georgia. And I can't stand Georgia, Steve. But that is a team. That is a team that won twenty nine straight SEC champ uh, games. Uh, Two time defending national champion. They lose by three points, and they don't get included. Now I, I hate even advocating for Georgia. I, I promise you that. But if there's a team that really has an argument, I think it's Georgia. Have a great day. Steve. All right. Thank you. Yeah, they do have an argument, but they lost to the wrong team because with Alabama because of the con- the committee was not going to leave out the SEC champion and that doomed Georgia. Tennessee Mike hello. Hey Steve, I have two big picture thoughts on the playoff. I heard something on another show I'd forgotten. Um obviously the ACC commissioner is not pleased today, but I'd forgotten two or three years ago Slive or uh, Sankey I guess was trying to expand the playoffs, and the uh, Pac-12 and I believe the ACC and the Big Ten bucked up and said, no, we'll keep the playoffs right where they are. Do you remember that two or three years back? Yeah, I guess. And uh, I'd forgotten all about that. So, I mean, thank you if they had uh, let uh, Sankey do what he wanted and expand that thing to 12 two or three years back. What I don't get the point. If we learned anything under COVID, they can do whatever they want, can't they? I mean, you, you had a caller saying, yeah, they could have expanded it. I think we saw in COVID with the 10-game conference late, they, they can change things if they really sure. want to. of course, yes. And, and let me ask one more question, Steve. When the playoff was initially brought in 10 years or so ago, we were told, oh, we're just happy to get anything. You had a lot of presidents, the Big Ten, the Rose Bowl. I know all about it. But why in the world – I said this from day one – you have five – power conferences in Notre Dame. Why didn't they go from the jump with five conference champions and three wild cards? You could have had eight initially, and you could expand to 16. I think 12 still too small. I don't. Um, I, and I'm going to miss four. I'm going to miss four because it's the most exclusive club in sports. Steve, that's like going shopping for a house. you got an eight-person family and go shopping for a two-bedroom condo. Why in the world you got five power conferences in Notre Dame? you got to have at least six slots. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying in the general scope of things, when there's 68 teams that make a basketball field and there's 100 teams now that make a baseball field in the NFL, it's refreshing to see how elite you have to be to make four teams. It's not always perfect, but that's what I'll miss. I think they got it right, but I do think it was a bad idea from the start, and I think it, it should have never been that way to begin with. Right. Hang in there, Steve. Yep, thanks, Mike. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Aiden Finley. The Cincinnati Bagels travel to Jacksonville to square off against the Jaguars in tonight's Monday night football matchup. Don't miss coverage starting right here at 7.30. In boys high school basketball, Oak Hall takes on Trenton, 
PK Young faces off against Interlochen, Santa Fe takes on Newberry, and Meadowbrook faces Countryside Christian. Sticking with basketball, Gators men's basketball gets ready to take on Merrimack College this Tuesday at the Odom. Tip-off is set for 7. Switching to girls high school basketball, this Wednesday Buholtz takes on Gainesville, Fort White plays Newberry, and Bradford plays the Villages. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now and make 2024 the year you are back to living a normal life again. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients around the country, people who had knee and back pain, shoulder pain, who were able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds as well. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550. Top-tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at Top Tier Tree Specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. Every year, millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. They enjoy more doctor visits, Say ah. pick up prescriptions, Thanks. and find the care they need. With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Enroll by December 15th for coverage starting January 1st. Healthcare.gov is here for millions, like you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, Donald has a good thing here. He says, uh, you see what Travis said yesterday on X, he basically took ownership of something that wasn't his fault. To think grown adults literally said to start off his injury was a big reason why they aren't in the playoff was appalling. I thought this was the ultimate team sport. Guess I'm mistaken. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. Uh, Rick says, in light of the transfer portal and NIL, do you think today's college football players should be treated more like pros? specifically in the area of when a kid leaves the program, should we know why he left? In your mind, does it come off as a negative when a kid leaves the program? Oh, it's never good when a kid leaves a program, but that's part of the, it's like free agency, right? Does anybody question free agency in sports, in the, in the pros? No, that, that's part of the business. Guess what, Rick? This is part of the business now. Larry, hello. 
Oh, hey, um, I apologize. I haven't heard the whole your whole uh, time today on the radio. I just heard the beginning. So maybe someone already brought this up. But I just wanted to say to those folks at FSU and around, welcome to our world at the SEC. It isn't just it was an SEC team. is that it was Alabama. Alabama gets all the calls in football. Kentucky gets all the calls in basketball. I mean, if it was Ole Miss that beat Georgia and had one loss, I don't know if it had kept FSU out. But anyway, I see both sides of the argument for Alabama going in and for FSU going in. I, I wasn't part of the conversation when the guys voted, so I don't know what tip to scale one way. But this is it in the SEC. And I understand the Big Ten is that way with Ohio State. They get all the calls, you know. But anyway, I think it's not just SEC. I think it's, it's Alabama. You know, the coach, Saban, right? Aflac, right? Yeah. <laughs> But but they're the SEC champions. What's that? They're the SEC champions. I no no I know they are, but they're also Alabama. Well, but and that, that, Alabama doesn't hurt. But the, but the fact that you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me that if Ole Miss was the SEC championship, they'd be left out. I'm saying I don't know. Uh, they wouldn't because the I, SEC I, I, is I'm what not it is. They would be. I'm not disagreeing with you, Steve. Yeah. I'm saying I don't know. The facts as they are is it's Alabama. And I those gotcha. of us have spent my whole life, Alabama gets, I'm repeating myself like a broken record, but we all know that's the way it is. Bama gets all the calls in football. Kentucky gets all the calls in basketball. Well, that's, that's not true, but I, I hear you. All right, thank you, Larry. Appreciate your call. If that was the case, they wouldn't lose. And they do lose. Uh, Mike says, I understand the arguments FSU should have been included. What would happen if and when they got blown out of a playoff game? Okay, what happened to TCU? Should they not have been included then? Let's go back and, and let's do revisionist history. Well, they never should have included TCU because they got beat by... You can't work like that. You earn your spot. If you get blown out, you get blown out. That happens. The Atlanta Braves won over 100 games, and they went in the playoffs and they laid an egg, right? So do you, because of that, they shouldn't be in there. No, that's that, that's what we're in there for, right? Uh, and he says, uh, viewership would likely be very low and result in a financial issue since advertisers pay based upon viewership. If they belong in a playoff, how are they 14-point underdogs to Georgia? Um, because it's a bowl game. And because... I don't know what TCU was in terms of betting against Georgia. It doesn't mean they don't belong. You earn your way there. Simple. There, there's no other way to put that, Jim. There isn't. Mike says, strikes me the committee simply valued strength of schedule and the eye test at the end of the year above all else and made their choices. Is that simple, right or wrong? It isn't that simple, Mike. Because, again, if it was eye test, you should have moved Florida State down after they struggled against Florida. Instead, you moved them up. That doesn't make any sense. It will never make sense to me. And Mike also says it's time for acceptance. Well, that's true. Nothing you can do about it now. But it's fun to talk about it, isn't it? Makes two hours go by pretty quickly. Adrian says, Bama beating Georgia created the Texas dilemma for the committee. By Bama winning, you couldn't keep Texas out and have Bama in because Texas beat Bama. True. 
If Georgia had beaten Bama, no Texas dilemma, you would have had Georgia in and FSU at four. I agree with that as well. Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. That actually was a little bit of what I wanted to, to talk about. Um, you know, if Auburn beats Alabama and everything else happens just like it does, what does the playoff look like? You know, Alabama, I don't think, is in with the two losses. You'd have a Georgia, Texas, and, and Florida State in the argument just like you did now. And that's, that's a conjecture. I mean, I don't know. What do, you, uh, what do, you have, do you have an opinion on that? If, if Auburn had lost like they should I mean, had won like they should have, fourth and 31, just like that, and then uh, Alabama wins, what are we talking about this week? If Alabama, if, if Georgia's record is the same, right, and Georgia yeah. loses the way they did to Alabama close, Alabama's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Alabama's not in. Alabama's not in with the loss to Auburn. Yeah, correct. The loss yes, correct. Texas in though in that situation because it kind of drags them. You know, it's it's just good good conjecture. You know, um, uh, as far as the, the four teams, I, on, off the top of my head, I haven't looked at odds or you know who's who's favored and this and that and the other. I don't remember a year where there's all four teams where I could say I could easily see any of the four teams winning. Uh, I don't. I, I, you know, Obviously, any year you can, you got to play them on the field. But what's, what's your opinion? Do you have, do you have a strong feeling that, well, hey, there's four teams and you know, all four of them have a really good shot at winning? No, I think That's this is why. great. I think this is really good for college football because I, I agree with you. I think all four teams have a shot here. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, if, if Ohio State was in there, if you know, whoever, if, if Oregon had, had won in the close game just like Washington did, man, that's a, that creates a big mess. Oregon revenged their – their one loss and probably would get the nod as the as the Pac-12 champion, you know. But I don't know that it's a lot more clear cut. So I, I'm enjoying. But man, I did lose a lot of sleep with uh, Florida State and Georgia both getting left out. You know, I feel really bad about that. <laughs> All right, thank you, Porter. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Irv says with FSU and Georgia being left out, yesterday was the best day I've had as a Gator fan in years. I, I do agree. That is a loser's mentality. I agree with that. And I think Coach Burrier would hear. He'd probably say the same thing. I mean, do you, in, you know, do you, in the back of your head, do you think, oh, okay? But that is, I think, callers that have mentioned that, it's jealousy. It's it's it's, and and that's fine. You can talk about all FSU did and all that, but but maybe they would be the same way if that were to happen in Florida. Rick, hello. Yeah, scrap the garbage, Rick. <clears throat> Let me just say this about Florida State. Uh, Number one, there's just no way that this team with a third-string quarterback would do anything but get embarrassed, and they're going to get embarrassed about Georgia. Uh, They barely squeaked by Florida. They played a sub-500 schedule. There's just no way Florida State should have been anywhere than where they're going. They're lucky to be going where they're going. Then why did the committee move them up when they beat Florida? Well, because there's there's people in this these committees that do things that they shouldn't do. Oh, an agenda. I see. And you know they do. There's 13 people there. There's somebody in there that favors Florida State over other teams who would move them up. Well, it doesn't you make know, it right. I mean, the, the committee, the committee as a whole, did that. It, it's not one person. The committee did that. And so, yeah, if I'm going with your argument that after Travis got hurt, you know they were bad and they were not good offensively. There's no question about that. Then again, if you can't see, if you see that they're not worthy of being it, then you should have dropped them after beating Florida. Well, that that's you can say that, but the thing is, out of 13 people, there was no consensus on any one team, I bet, 
anywhere in there. Not one got all 13 votes. I bet it didn't happen that way. What does it got to do with the price of eggs? You either make a decision to do something or you don't. Well, you're asking why they moved them up. I'm just saying there's never the consensus. There was priorities. Each, each person Yes, there voting. was consensus. If there wasn't consensus, they wouldn't move up. There was consensus to to move them up. Right. I'm saying there wasn't total consensus. I'm talking about everybody okay, that, didn't. That, you're splitting that. hairs there. So total consensus. It was nine to three. So what? It's consensus. Well, why are you you you're acting like they belong in this thing? And obviously they. I don't, didn't say so. that. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm saying if the committee if the committee felt after Travis got hurt that they were not worthy of being a top four, they should have moved them down then. That's what I am well, saying. The second-string quarterback didn't play all that bad. He didn't play all that bad against Florida, but he wasn't convincing. Now they're on to a third-string guy right. who wasn't convincing at all. So that's that was part of the opportunity to move a team up or down. If, you, if something changes medically with a player, you can move them up or down. And that's just as simple as it was. By the time they hit the third string, they weren't as good a team, and that's why they moved down afterwards. All right. Thank you for your call. Um, I mean, what you just said is what's already happened. There's nothing, there's no ground being broken there. But I want somebody to explain to me with a backup quarterback when Florida State obviously struggled against Florida that the eye test wasn't the fact that they weren't that good offensively and moved them down. That's my, that's my argument. I'm not saying Florida State belongs now. I can understand why the committee made its choice. No question. But it's just the same argument when it comes to Michigan. What is their strength of schedule? Who did they play? And they cheated. The committee overlooked that. And here's why they did. Because Jim Harbaugh got punished. He couldn't coach in a few games. So guess what? That justifies, because he couldn't coach, what they did. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm not saying Michigan doesn't belong. Nobody beat them. I am saying if you're going to use criteria against Florida State or any other team in that situation, then why not use the same criteria against Michigan? Florida State didn't cheat. Michigan did. And Michigan's schedule is horrible. If you want to say Florida State's schedule is bad, go look at Michigan's. Simple. But you know what? This has been fun to talk about. And we'll continue this tomorrow a little bit. Thanks to Daniel for producing today. I've got so many emails to read. I'll try to get to them tomorrow because we just couldn't get to all of them. And we'll do it again tomorrow, and we appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.